On today's show, we're getting into some news and notes. We got to talk about Zion Williamson. Weird stuff going down in New Orleans. And then we have a power ranking, the top five storylines that people would be talking about if this Kyrie and Simmons thing wasn't just dominating <laughs> everything. We'll talk about all that. Nick Angstead, Adam Mara's on Locked On NBA on Friday. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, not letting a grown man come to my hotel room and play a play a piano for me. <laughs> and welcome, you're locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, and joining me as always on a Friday. Let's have some fun from DNVR and Locked On Nuggets. What you got for me, Adam Morris? I got our last and final episode of the off season oh. i'm so ready for the on season baby going through some of the games tonight i was like all right let me see let me see which games you know mattered tonight right because there's it's just there's this weird thing in the nba right now where one team this happened with the mavericks the other night where the mavericks played all their starters and they jason kidd called it a dress rehearsal and so they're like all right we're gonna play luca and kp into the fourth quarter and then the hornets were like well we're just going to play LaMelo like 11 minutes <laughs> and, and then none of our yeah. other guys are going to play. And then they beat them by 70. And it just, ha- it happens now where it's either, some of these games are just so one-sided in the preseason. It's like, why even play them? Yeah. It's, 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 it's so hard. Like I'm just doing this with the nuggets right now where I'm trying to analyze, like, is this a big <laughs> deal? Is it not? And I think the answer 99% of the time is nope, it is not. It is not a big deal. Like, what do you? It's like okay. So let's start here. How do you evaluate teams in, in the in the preseason right now? Like your Nuggets, my my Mavericks. We're like trying to figure out. Okay, what do I take from this? The Mavericks have played against you know like three teams that have not been at full strength, not even close to full strength, basically. So we're like okay, right. feeling really good about KP. We're feeling really good about the way Luca looks, and I'm like okay, but they haven't played against anybody. The Jazz, like seven of their top nine players were out. The Hornets had like nobody that was an offensive threat of any kind they were they were all out like it's just what do you take away from some of these games i have no idea what you take away but it is funny to me that you look at the nfl and they have the hall of fame game and these games are televised and they go through the whole charade of like you know the broadcast and then these nba teams the nuggets for example tonight wasn't on television (laughs) anywhere uh it was only streaming basically on like twitter live uh very 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 strange so i but I think it's also appropriate when you watch the games and you kind of go through it, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, these don't matter. Thanks for making Lockdown NBA your first listen every day. Remember, Lockdown NBA is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. You can watch us right now and uh, the discrepancy between the fullness of our shelves. You can you can <laughs> see right now. Somebody was joking to me on, on a live show earlier that this was the Nuggets trophy case. <laughs> Adam just sitting in front of a very empty shelves while mine are just like packed full of like the most random things. Uh, all right, let's get into some news and notes. Uh, we got to start. I mean, Kyrie Irving, they talked all about it yesterday. So if you want full uh, analysis about it, go listen to Jackson Gatlin, Matt Moore of yesterday's Locked On NBA. Kyrie's not retiring, but he's not getting vaccinated. And the story just continues on. Steve Nash said he did not watch his IG Live. News or not? <laughs> that he didn't watch that his Steve IG Nash's Live. Coach definitely not didn't watch his IG Live. <laughs> De- definitely not uh definitely not news. The other big story in the NBA right now, Ben Simmons. I also didn't watch it for the record. I just want to I put saw that the, out there. I saw I the clips on Twitter. Play. I tried, like, I am really trying to figure out, okay, what's his message in all this? And I just, I cannot figure out what it is. Or maybe it's just, <laughs> maybe right. it's just not for me. 
Ben Simmons. It's definitely not for me either. Yeah, Ben Simmons officially listed as doubtful for the Sixers in their game against the Pistons today. If you're listening to this, watching this on Friday, is that news or not? <laughs> Again, also not news. <laughs> this is it's funny because these two stories are number one, number two for like NBA news. But to me, that's probably a symptom more of what's wrong about the NBA, or at least how we t- discuss it. But not news. I mean, that's a situation. The only news there is that that situation is going to linger. It's just lingering, and it's going to linger for a while. Um, but who is at camp or called ahead or whatever? Like, I, I don't know, man. This is just the soap opera that that people love to consume for some reason. So to me, I think it's news because he's at least listed as potentially, right? He's just been out. He's just been away from the team. At least it's progressing in some sense. He's at least listed on the injury report. So uh, okay. I, I I take it as a little bit of a new of news, but hey, this the saga continues. Is he gonna play for them? Who knows? It, Who his knows? status is the same as his status for playing for the team. Doubtful. We'll see. Yeah. Other news, Sham Strani reported that Clay Thompson will be cleared for full practice over the next month or so. Uh are you feeling better or are you still feeling like hesitant about the Warriors with Clay Thompson coming back in about a month or so? So I heard that he was going to be back in January, like first week of January. So if we go a month from now, we're looking at mid-November for first practice. You probably practice a couple weeks. It sounds like maybe he's a couple weeks ahead of schedule, but I don't know that this is necessarily breaking news. Also, I I, I know enough to say that when guys start to – when you speculate like a week out, it's like, okay, that's pretty confident that this report's right. He'll be back in about a week. You start saying he'll be back in about a month, Two months is about a month. Like that's you know, give or take one month. So, uh, so I I would say this is also not news. Like it, it's encouraging. If I was a Warriors fan, I would be drinking the Kool Aid and 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 wishing for him to be back even earlier than expected. But at this moment, I'm just gonna say, well, we'll wait and see. Continuing our run of news or not, Leangelo Ball signs with the, with the Hornets, and then he gets unsigned from the Hornets so he can sign with their G League team. There is a process to this. Somebody was explaining to this me, to me the other day with the, the Nuggets had a player named Matt Ryan that they were going to send From down. the Falcons? Using, it sounds like it, but no. Uh, <laughs> no lead is safe with Matt. No lead is safe. Uh, but they had a guy, and I know they waived him so that they could sign him to the G. There's some process that's kind of weird here, but um, I would I would say this one is like mild news. <laughs> and it's the, the news is just that Leangelo is, is now officially a part of a team. He was the one ball brother not to really make it. Um, but he's making it in Charlotte, so or wherever Charlotte's G League team is. All this stuff is like when Michael Scott came in, he like made some kind of announcement to the bullpen in the office, and he's like, "This is my announcement." He left, and Oscar goes, "That's not news. You're just telling us things." He goes, "Yes, it's news. You just don't care about the information." And he walked <laughs> right. away, and Oscar's like, "Oh yeah, that's kind of true. It's true. Yeah, that's what all this news is, is today. That is what this is. Last one we're gonna get into, and let's dive into this one. Zion Williamson will be reevaluated in two oh. weeks." This is he news. Is, he is not going to be ready for the start of the season. This was a whole thing. If you go back to yeah. media day, media day, Pelicans media learned up that he had a fractured foot and that he had, <laughs> had surgery to like replace it, not replace it, they had surgery to fix it. And no one knew about it. And then they just, we just learned about it. said, uh, he'll probably be okay to start. And now he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Not even just like, he'll be ready in two weeks, reevaluated in two weeks. I couldn't. I, I sold all of my Pelican stock, and I think I'm shorting uh, other people's stock at the moment. It's um, this is weird, Nick. I mean, the whole saga has been weird, honestly. Since Christian Clark, uh, Nola.com dropped the report where there were stories about David Griffin playing the piano at one point, and all these weird things that went on. Uh, 
you know, you just got this feeling of like, man, the Pelicans sound like they're a little, I mean, a little dysfunctional is an understatement. And then you get the report of media day about a surgery. We didn't hear Zion looked heavy. I mean, he's looked heavy really coming into the season every year, but he looked especially heavy. I thought this year and now reports we don't have. And, and then I don't know if you saw this part of it today, but David Griffin clarified a previous report where he said, uh, Zion will be ready for the season. And then today he said, what I meant was at some point of the season. <laughs> it's like, that is, hold on. That is not an accurate. <laughs> Those two things uh, are come on. very, very He'll different. be ready for the season at some point. Right? At, like, yeah, for the season. Just an incredible clarification. <laughs> an incredible. And so I look at the Pelicans and I go, does anybody know what's going on over there? Um, it, it, it's unfortunate. This one's big news because the Pelicans were a team that should be in their process good enough to be in the conversation of, you know, of disruptors, not really contenders, but disruptors. And I look at them now and I go, are they going to be a playing team? There's just so much, there's just so much dysfunction there that we have one of these teams. I feel like every single year and this year, it feels like we have four, right. With like the Sixers, the Nets and then, and like right. the Pelicans where they're like, just going into the season, there's so much. To, well, the the Timberwolves should be one of these teams, and we're not talking about them with the whole Garrison Rosas thing because of all this other stuff. But right. there are these teams that come in, and just the dysfunction sort of just takes over the team. It becomes a cloud over the team, and then they just don't perform early in the season, and then all of a sudden they take on the dysfunction as their identity almost, right? And then they just play, <laughs> they just play the season, and you're like, okay, cool. This is just the dysfunction team. This is just who we are. We're dysfunctional. Uh, I think Bill calls it. Bill Simmons calls it like the uh, the uh, season for season from hell team, right? There's always that mm. that team, and it may be the Pelicans issue. Ooh, who is? So you think it's them? I wonder who the other candidates for season in hell, a season of hell. Uh, yeah, would it's, be. well, it's like Sixers, I think. If the Ben Simmons stuff just yes, drags Sixers on, Sixers are and, a great candidate for this for sure. Uh, yeah, that team. For I don't sure. know who else. I don't know who else could be a. I'd have to well, go through and really the look. The Dallas Mavericks could have it. I mean, anybody could have it if they're anybody if, could have it for if sure. Their star but... player gets hurt or something like that. But the Mavs could have it if something happens to KP and Jay Kidd isn't good. Like there's some there's some volatility with that with that team. Yeah, I got one. I'm there. guessing we're gonna get to on the other side. They played tonight. They might have lost to the Sacramento Kings to go winless <laughs> in the preseason. We may be talking about them in our power ranking later in the episode too. So Ooh. we'll be talking about all the games that happened last night on Thursday night coming up but before we do let me tell you about prize picks prize picks is a new app maybe new for you but uh they are the nba daily fantasy prop game and they're the best one on the market right now they offer more nba props than any other daily fantasy prop operator and they offer all the superstar players as well as some of the bench players we love to talk about the stars but like we love to talk about the Leangelo balls of the world. We love to talk about the <laughs> random dudes. We love to talk about the Bones Highlands of the world. We like to talk about oh, who doesn't like that? Just the, just the guys that nobody else talks about. And you can go and bet on those guys. And you can go ahead and uh, and pick the over unders for for points at Prize Picks. They offer any prop you can think of, from yardage, touchdowns, points, uh, rebounds, assists, fantasy score. You can also uh, pick an over under on that too. Go ahead and go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code NBA and you'll get a hundred percent match on uh, your your deposit up to a hundred dollars. Use the promo code NBA. You pick two to five players, pick it over under their projections. You can win up to ten times. There's all kinds of bonus and and multipliers and all kinds of stuff you can add to this. Go check it out. You can combine NFL, NBA. Uh, they have like. Um, Call of Duty leagues. They have like tennis. They have all MMA. All kinds of different things that you can combine and sort of. Uh, 
combine all these different things that you can you can pick. So go check out Prize Picks. It's available in a lot of states as well. Go check and see if it's available in your state because there's a lot of states like Texas. It's available. You can go check it out there. Go to prizepicks.com, promo code NBA. All right, Adam Mares, let's get into the games of the night. We had four games on the slate, and man, I'm, I'm so looking forward to next week when these games are going to matter, because I start looking through some of these games, and you're like, oh, dang, the Hawks destroyed the Heat. And you're like, okay, well, Udonis Haslam started for the Heat. It didn't really matter for this team. The Hawks played th- their entire team, basically. This is the same story as the Mavs versus the Hornets the other day. Yeah. Um, Udonis Haslam started. I mean, what 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 else? What do we take from this game? Well, like nothing. Well, the right? other the other stat I see here is the leading scorer was Micah Porter. Wait, Michael Porter? No, Micah Potter. <laughs> yeah. Micah Potter Jr. Yeah, the variant of Michael Porter Jr. Right, <laughs> the variant. Um, I don't know what I take from that one. To be honest, I don't know what I take from it from any of these. It's going to be you know sort of the same old story. You look at the stat lines here, and you look at Trey Young uh, dropping twenty seven points and fifteen assists. That seems pretty good. Seems pretty comfortable. Um, and you look at a team there just uh, in in the Hawks that the thing that makes you excited about them if you're high on them is obviously Trey Young, but also just all the many weapons. And you got that entire starting lineup minus Bogdanovich and double figures. Um, it just you know looks like a team that is. Uh, that their starting unit at least has some some momentum going into the season. With the Hawks, the big story came out in the Athletic uh, about the John Collins Joel Embiid like rivalry, the back and forth, the beef that they have with each other. They've we've seen every once in a while you see these clips of them dunking on each other, or doing something, and they give a little stare. There's like a little extra. There's like extra mustard on the end of any. Did John of Collins plays. create a T-shirt of him dunking on Joel Embiid? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he yes. takes it pretty pretty far. They take it very personal, and it started the story of how it started in the Athletic. You have to go read it because it's wild the way that it started. He was basically. Uh, John Collins was was driving around with Justin Anderson, Simba from the formerly Mav, Hawk, Net, everybody, like former everything. He was driving around with him, and he was on the phone with Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid said something to John Collins, like he made a joke about how, oh, the Hawks will never be in the playoffs, so you don't have to worry about this. And John Collins was like, full Michael Jordan, and I took that personally. And so now it's been like <laughs> his vendetta to go after Joel Embiid. Uh, do you care about these little rivalries between players where one of them is just – kind of like completely outclassed with the other player, but every once in a while they can get a dunk in or something like that. Um, This one is close enough that I like John Collins is not a scrub. He's not Joel Embiid, but he's not a scrub. So to me, it's, it's okay. It, it, it'd have been different if it was, who'd you say it was Justin Anderson? Yeah, Justin Anderson. Yeah, it would have been different so, if it was him and Joel Embiid. Yeah, right. That beef I would have said, okay, but, but John Collins and, and Joel Embiid, like, no, like John Collins is, um, he's good enough that he could punch up. Mm. What do you do if you're the mutual friend? You're Justin Anderson and you're like <laughs> in the middle of both of these. You're like, ah, you know, John Collins is like, you know, if I just got the opportunity, if I just got the post up attempts that Embiid got, I, I could be scoring just as much as him. You're like, yeah, man. Cool. I think that's what you go. Totally, bro. Totally, you just, man. You just yeah. play along a bit. So go read that story of the athletic. I thought it was really good. There's some good stuff in there. Uh, just their jabs back and forth. The Brooklyn Nets beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 107 to 101. This was the only game that sort of, or one of the only games that felt like, Oh, this may actually mean something. There's players playing on both sides. Uh, we got yeah. to see uh, we got to see a lot from uh, Edwards and Towns, and we got to see a lot from Harden and and, and Durant. Actually, they played over thirty minutes each, yeah. and the it was a it was a pretty clearly a, a Nets victory. This is going to happen so many times. Very clearly a Nets victory. Last couple minutes of the game, and then all of a sudden the Timberwolves just come back at the end, make it close. The Nets are like, all right, we'll just put it away. Right? It just seems like they're going to do that all season. 
Well, I'll say Minnesota, I've, I've watched them a few times now in the preseason. They've been playing hard. I mean, they're clearly trying to establish a better culture um, and turn things around there. Carl Anthony Towns in particular, he goes for 16, 8, 6, 3, and 1. That's an incredible stat line. I predict really big things for, from him this season with Chris Finch at the helm. Chris Finch was the guy that you know got things going for Jokic early on. He was there in, in Jokic's first year as a full-time starter. He went to New Orleans, had the Boogie Cousins, Anthony Davis duo. So I, I think Carl Anthony Towns has a great season this year. But on the other side, I look at Paul Millsap, um, mm. and, and I just wonder that that Brooklyn team is one of those teams that like if you rated them piece by piece, they get like – five or six perfect tens. And then they have a couple like ones and twos and Paul Millsap's one of them. And I just wonder how much he has one of them, a 10 or a two. He's a one or two. He's one or two probably. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I just wonder how much he has left in the tank. And I wonder if he's the solution for them long-term with, with those guys. Because when, when they added him, some people talked about him, like he was a 10, like, Oh, former all-star. They're bringing him. He's going to fit perfect with that. But you, you've seen him recently, right? With, with the nuggets, you know, like what's he got left in the tank? He was good, but not for a whole season. Like, I think he ran out of gas in a 72-game season. So that, that's why I just kind of wonder what he's got. If he was on the Andre Iguodala plan where he maybe took off two months of the season and then joined the team a little bit later, I might have a little more confidence in him. But, you know, as a starter, as he was tonight, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Paul Millsap needs some more of that Silicon Valley money, the, the author, the book publishing deal money before he can, he can do Probably. that. <laughs> Probably. Uh, the, the stat that sh- stood out to me in this game was both the points in the paint for the Timberwolves, 50 points in the paint for the Timberwolves, which is like a high number compared to 40 for the Nets, and then 25 fast break points for the Timberwolves compared to nine for the Nets. Like this Nets team has just such a large margin of victory because <laughs> they can just get destroyed in the paint. They can get walk, destroyed walk it up the court, yeah. on fast break, and they just shoot 20 you know, 20 percentage points better on threes and they just beat you out. Like, like that's it. Uh, yeah. man, it's really, it's going to be really hard to beat this team. If you're like a ground and pound type of team, if you're trying to just, you know, score in the paint, win on the rebound battle, doesn't matter. Hmm. Next game. The, uh, let's, let's get into your team. The, the Denver nuggets versus the Oklahoma city thunder overtime game. <laughs> yes. An overtime game. As I mentioned at the top, this game would not televised. It was played in Tulsa. Uh, it was the second night of a back-to-back. They have all the makings of a preseason game, right? The Nuggets <laughs> didn't play their starters outside of Will Barton, who missed a bunch of the early preseason, so just getting his legs under him. Um, it, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this game other than, yeah, it did go to overtime. Marcus Howard, uh, Denver, one of Denver's two-way players, goes okay. off 31 points and nine three-pointers. So there was some crazy stuff that happened in this one, you know, later on in the game. But he goes 9 of 17, almost all of those in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't know how you analyze this. I don't know what you want from me, Nick. I don't know how to analyze this game. It was Double-double for Bull Bull. What are we seeing from Bull Bull? Let's get some real deep dive Bull Bull action in the preseason. What are we seeing? I don't know that he's going to play a whole lot, to be honest. I mean, he does put up numbers. Here's two things that Bull Bull does. He puts up numbers and he puts up highlights. Um, I don't – he's kind of out of the rotation, and I think – pretty comfortably outside of the rotation. Um, but he does do things that flash and 12 rebounds is, is big for him because he has played game. I've seen him go halves without grabbing a single rebound. So the fact that he hit the boards in this one, I think was, was meaningful, but a lot of boards to be had. The starting lineup for the Oklahoma city thunder, Josh Giddy, Mike Muscala, who's like just a yeah. beloved figure with the, the thunder organization, <laughs> Aaron Wiggins, Trey Mann, Teo Maladon. Yeah. If those five guys walk into like a bar without like NBA gear on, 
think that people just go up and say, hey, what college do you play for? And ask Mike if he's the coach. Definitely a lot of college <laughs> college looking guys in there. But I got to I got to defend uh, Josh Giddy, who in two games yesterday and today looking looked good. absolutely brilliant. I, I was surprised because you remember in the pre in the summer league. I don't know if you remember. He played like five minutes and he looked terrible in those minutes. And then he got hurt, rolled an ankle, I believe. Um, so I, I have this impression in my mind of like, oh, he looked like he really struggled. Some of the lowlights in his little stint was, was not good. Dominated the Nuggets. Two games in a row, dominated. Tonight, 13 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Had some highlight passes. He had this one spin pass where he threw – it's like while spinning, he threw the pass, and the ball just kind of like left his body perfectly into a, a, into a cutter. Uh, he – really looks dynamic. Uh, he even, I know the shot is one of the big question marks, hit some nice little off the dribble pull-up jumpers. So uh, one in a long line of rookies that I look at and I go, man, this next generation of players really fits the direction the league is going. Oh, I'm excited about Josh Giddy. Go listen to Locked on Thunder for more Giddy action. Giddy TikTok watch is just, he's in, what? Ryland Styles is in full Josh Giddy TikTok watch. All right. He's like okay. a TikTok star. Uh, Lakers versus Kings. The uh, the Lakers we'll talk about in the power rankings probably later. They lose to the Sacramento Kings. LeBron with the injury scare in the third quarter. And if you're wondering why we didn't lead the show with that, he got hurt. He kind of fell down. He kind of came down on somebody's foot a little bit. Was grabbing the the tendon like under his knee. And mm-hmm. then he went out for a couple plays, came back, and immediately caught an alley-oop from Russell Westbrook. And you're like, oh, he's fine. It doesn't matter. He has adamantium blood. Like, he can just continue to regenerate as quickly as possible. It's insane. He does come back from those little injuries the, the faster than anybody I've ever seen. It's, it is pretty ridiculous. Um, it's him and Luca. Luca is, like, every time Luca is hurt, he's just back in the next play. Or maybe he just fakes it a little. thing was, I'm looking at the box score that that's – Jumps out to me. Buddy Hilde, a plus 30 tonight in 25 minutes. Davion Mitchell, my favorite rookie in this class, plus 22. Um, look at the stat line. Six points, two rebounds, two assists, one, one steal, one block, plus 22. I love that. Almost no stats and then a plus 22. I have a feeling Davion Mitchell might be that guy. He might he might be the, like, unimpressive per-game stats all-star who just is always <laughs> a plus 15, plus 20. I love that dude so much. Uh, doesn't Zach Lowe call them like the Luke Walton All-Stars? Yeah, they have the Luke Walton All-Stars. <laughs> his, his is different, though, because the Luke Walton All-Stars are like guys that set good screens or cut at the right time to open up another guy. Davion Mitchell's a guy that just like, uh, you're not going to score when he's on the court. He's too good. Uh, Rajon Rondo. So this is really, the Lakers box score is insane. It just looks so weird. Rajon Rondo, a clean minus 30 in the yeah, plus perfect. minus. But the Anthony Davis-LeBron difference in their plus minus LeBron plus 17, Anthony Davis minus 22. Yeah. That's going to be a story for this seat, this team all year is what are they going to do when, you know, LeBron's off the court? It's the same as it was last, last year, the year before yeah. that, whenever LeBron's off the court, can, can the, whatever unit is out there when LeBron's off, can it still carry? And we're like, okay, we're still trying to figure this out. Yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, I didn't see this game watching the nuggets tonight. So I did not see this one. I can't really say why it was that the, the numbers shook out the way that they did, but all I know, 0-6 in the preseason. Last time that happened was the 2012-13 season with Dwight Howard and Steve oh, Nash. so this is going to be fun, too? So this is going to be fun, too. So, um, you know, I don't. it probably doesn't mean anything. Again, this is preseason. No. Let's all throw it away. I know the Lakers, after the game, I saw the quotes coming out that they said they felt like they got better every single game, and, and that's why <laughs> they feel comfortable, which, hey, honestly, we la- you laugh, but 
that is more important. If you feel like your team kind of made improvements along the way, that's probably more important than if you just had a hot second quarter that beat up on some team's second string. Sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and a lot of none, a lot of these wins just don't mean anything. So then that yeah. losses then don't ha- don't mean anything either. Right. Uh, Russell Westbrook only three turnovers. That's that's been the big stat that people have been watching. Like eight turnovers, seven turnovers, and just three in this game. So notable. Um. All right. Coming up. Let's get into our power rankings. The top five storylines that people would be talking about if we didn't have this Simmons-Kyrie whole situation. We'll, we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Adam Marez's favorite product. One time you told me that this is the one item that you would save from your burning house. Mm. And that's a Theragun. Oh my God, it's true. I did say this. <laughs> Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or someone like us just trying to make it through the day. Theragun can help you. It's a handheld percussive device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. It's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. It is awesome. Adam Mares loves his Theragun. Adam, what's what's your favorite part about the Theragun? Oh, I mean, the favorite part is just using it. It's the best feeling in the world. Uh, whether you're... Like sometimes I'm sore if sitting on the couch wrong, slept wrong or whatever. But sometimes I'm just like, you know what? Just feel like a little Theragun today. It's it's fantastic. Go to Theragun, therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. You can try the Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Therabody.com slash locked on. Also want to tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I got the churro puff. Love that flavor. That's a great flavor. And they're gone already. And as soon as I saw it pop up on the website, I knew you had to go get it. So go check out the limited time flavors they have right now. Rocky Road, Strawberry Puff, and the Cherry Lime. Strawberry Puff right now, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar in a bar covered in 100% chocolate with the marshmallow consistency in the middle. They're great. I love them. Go check it out. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. You can buy the Puffs, the Bars, the Built Bites, which is a mini version of the Bars, the Built Broth, the Built Boost, all kinds of products, and that promo code LOCKED15 will work for all of it. So go check it out, built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. All right, Adam Morris, it's time. Every Friday we do our power rankings, the top five storylines we would be talking about without the Simmons and Kyrie situation. Number, number. (laughs) You almost forgot how to do this, Nick. Backwards, reverse order. Well, I don't like to put numbers on it, and you hate when I don't put numbers on it. So I'm going to put. How is it a power? Hold up, Nick. How is it a power ranking if there's no numbers? This does not make sense. (laughs) Number five. Number five. Giannis's title defense and improved jumper. We'd be talking a lot more about Giannis. Number five. Wow. He would be number five. We'd be talking a lot more about Giannis going into the season. Uh, if I've been I've been seeing some highlights from him, and his jumper looks a little smoother. He's trying some turnaround stuff farther away from the basket. I think we'd be talking more about Giannis if we didn't have this Kyrie and Simmons thing. So much so that it maybe should be number one. There's a case that this should be number one. Giannis is right there at that age when guys start to become the best of their era. And Giannis, I know – is starting to move into that conversation. The thing you wonder, a great player like him who already had so many things. I mean, he was he's a two-time MVP. Like he was he was already one of the players of this generation. You get the championship. And I felt like mentally there was, you know, last year he went to a new place mentally. He just stopped yeah. caring about what people said about him, about yeah. whether he missed shots. Like he just had the confidence and uh, he was brave on the court. This year, 
when you win a championship, I do think there's something with players where it's like you get this extra level of confidence where you know you're the top dog. And I just see some of these, like you, some of these clips of Giannis taking jumpers, taking fadeaways in the post, and you think that's a guy who is like above everything right now. He is now getting the most out of his game, and I'm with you. Except other than I would think that this might be number one because we might be witnessing the Giannis era and we, we might have started last year and we just didn't realize it to where the league is his and somebody else has to prove they can best him. So it's top five storylines we would be talking about. It's not like right. that we should be, right? It's, it's what, would the, right. what would the general public be talking about? What would what would people be talking about? So right. that's my defense for Giannis being five. <laughs> Not number four, the rookie class. I feel like the new thing, yeah. the, the new guys coming in, that's the one that always is like a really big deal. Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, uh, Evan Mobley. We talked some Josh Giddy already, so I'm, I'm glad we that talk we, some Josh we already talked about him. But we'd be talking about these guys a lot more. Do you know um, who you did not talk about? In the this, in this preseason league. leading scorer amongst rookies, Bones Highland. We are oh. not talking about him. The preseason leading scorer amongst rookies. Bones. Bones, baby, I'm telling you, star in the making. Uh, so, yeah, that number four, for we'd be talking about the rookie class a lot more. There are so many. Honestly, this class is so deep of guys. This is one of the deepest classes, I, th- I think, you know, based on what I've seen so far that we've had in a while, just in terms of guys that are going to be in the league for 10 years. Perfect time for the Mavs to not have a pick. Uh, <laughs> they had three last year and just may have missed on all of them. Uh, number ben, ben. three. Zion Williamson's injury being hidden. We did. We actually did talk about this in our first segment, but this would be a huge, massive deal if we didn't have the Kyrie Simmons situation. Like this is maybe the, maybe could be number one. But yeah, Zion, insane that this it's injury be was a hidden. Line, yeah. It's going to be a storyline in ten days. Like once yeah. the season gets a couple games in, two, three games in, I, I think. It's going to be one of those things where you look at and go, are the Pels okay? Like, what's going on right now? Yeah, what right if now? they start 0 for 10, you know, or something like that? I mean, I don't think they're going to start. Maybe. I mean, you never know. But I just – there's a cloud around that team, and people I don't think quite realize it just yet. Number two. We actually did get into this a little bit. They'd be talking about Russell Westbrook and the 0-5 Lakers. This would just be everywhere. It would be as the sky falling, as LeBron. 0-5? You must be looking at yesterday's record. 0-6, sorry. 0-6. 0-6, this Lakers team in the preseason. They'd be be bringing back the Sports Illustrated. So This is going to be fun covered. They'd be bringing back all kinds of stuff. They'd be showing the memes of people comparing this team to the Shaq, Kobe, old Gary Payton, old Carl Malone team. They'd be bringing back all kinds of stuff with this. Uh, yeah, my and only, the team just getting more injured every game, too. It feels like every day somebody else is going down for that team. My only pushback is the Lakers are getting a lot of attention. Like, this is a storyline I think is being <laughs> discussed. And also, we're at that terrible part of the preseason now where, what do we have, five days before the regular season begins, six days? Guys, people are going to start talking about this because there's nothing else to talk about for the next and several we're done, days. So. We're done with the Kyrie Simmons thing. We're done with that. We're going to start making up story like, who are we worried about now? And and that'll dominate the next four days. Speaking of making up storylines, my number one thing we'd be talking oh, about no. if we didn't have the Kyrie and Simmons situation. Not kidding. No, no satire on his part. Tyler Hero sat down and said, <laughs> 
Luka Doncic. Yeah. Trey Young. Yep. John Morant. I wow, feel like my players. name should be in that category. Wow. Tyler Hero said category? that. He said that deadpan through the camera. And I just wow. cannot believe like no one's talking about this, and I can't believe it. That's an insane question. So Luka Doncic. Who else was it? Trey Young and John Morant. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the category is. I'm very confused about the category if you throw <laughs> Tyler Hero in it. It's a, I thought the category was superstars. But then I heard Tyler Hero's name, and I'm like, nope, it's got to be a. Different but Tyler category. Hero put his name in that category. He thinks his name should be in that. He's he's the only one that's been to a finals. <laughs> Great point. In <laughs> uh, all all jokes aside, like, look, NBA player has more confidence in himself than yeah, anyone else on right, earth. Right. Well, shocking. Um, but I will say Tyler Hero is an interesting. He's one of the more interesting players coming into the season because while I don't think he's a superstar, <laughs> I do think he's good enough to change the way I personally view Miami. And I gotta imagine a lot of people if he performs like he did in the preseason. I don't know if you realize this. I believe he is. Is he the leading scorer in the preseason? No, he was. Close. He's the fifth leading scorer. He's averaging twenty point eight points per game in twenty eight minutes. Um, you know, so so maybe this is a bounce back. It's weird to say bounce back year, but he had a great rookie season, a little bit of a down sophomore. Maybe this is a year where he he kind of does he does become more of a household name, and um, if so, it would be exciting. Yeah, this is the opportunity. I mean, they, they lose a bunch of they lose both Nunn and Dragic that are the kind of their scorers. They bring in Kyle Lowry, who's going to be that starter. He it's. Tyler Hero's time to be that guy off the bench that that scores like twenty something points a game. Uh, this this would probably be the year for them. There's another third year player who is a shooter who I is I'm actually even more hyped about, and that's Jordan Poole. Ooh. Jordan Poole's had a hell of a a preseason here. I know this isn't one of the top five storylines, although it could be honestly if you get yeah, a Warriors. A, yeah, Warriors. Just I mean, same with Miami where they have their core pieces in place. Golden State has their core pieces in place. If you get a breakout player there where it's like, oh, hey, by the way, we also have this bonus good player, you know, that that changes the trajectory. And both Poole and Tyler Hero, to me, can be that type of guy where it's like a bonus good player. Even if he's not an all-star, a bonus good one. This is the theoretical Kyle Kuzma spot, right? Where like <laughs> Kyle Kuzma was yep. supposed to be that guy and then yeah. sort of was there and sort of wasn't. And then – It's a good um, one. Yeah, that's, that's the bump that they should be getting. But – but instead, we're not talking about any of this stuff because Kyrie does an Instagram <laughs> live and gets hundred thousand people to watch it at once, which is—is is that how many people watched it? See, here's how not, man, not how, how many people watched it. Like you, you, you and I both do like live streams and YouTube and all that stuff. A hundred thousand live at like at yeah, one time. That's yeah, insane. That's, that, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Um, I, one storyline that you didn't mention that I think might become more of a storyline. Well, I'll have, we'll have to see. I had to make room for the Tyler Hero thing. No, the three-point shooting in the preseason has been absurd. Teams are getting their threes up. And I know this has been an upward trend for 30 years, right? Guys taking more and more threes. But you keep thinking we reached the saturation point, the breaking point. And this preseason team, three-point shooting is up so dramatically. And I'm curious to see if that translates to the regular season. Um, everybody plays like the Houston – I think that Houston Rockets would be an average three-point attempt team, the 2018 <laughs> Rockets, uh, based off this preseason. Yeah, everybody's taking 33s a game. The Warriors are taking 55 a game. The Jazz, 46 a game. The Thunder, 46 a game. The Kings, 46 a game. The Nuggets, absurd, 45. That's, that's a lot of teams taking a bunch of threes. So, yeah, that would be a, a, a maybe a thing. Maybe a thing we talk about. But There you go. I think, I think it might I think it might be. I'm going back. I want to look and see how many of the Rockets took in 2018. What is, it, what is our number? 45. 
Yeah. Wow. 45. So they would, I guess they would still be about four fifth, you know, now there's five teams taking 45 a game. So that's pretty wild, man. That, that Rockets team of 2018 was such an outlier. And it's just become the new thing. Like if you're a team that, all right, we don't really have a shot tonight. Let's just put up 53s. <laughs> like, that's sort of become a you know a thing that teams do. Like, all right, let's just but, put up as many as we can. But what players are getting drafted? Not exclusively, but mostly guys that can shoot. And True. The, the league is self-selecting for this. I think developmental pipelines are selecting for this. And we're just getting an influx of guys capable of taking those. And, and now every team has four, four shooters on the court at all times, sometimes five. There you go. Locked on NBA Fridays. Go listen to Locked on Nuggets. Go listen to Locked on Mavericks. Great stuff every single day from those channels. Go check out DNBR. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on NBA. Boom.